Welcome everybody to the Horror Cast. Uh, I might workshop that name. I don't know if that really uh, is the best. So I might have a different title. But the point is, today, tonight, we're going to be talking film, specifically the genre of horror for Halloween. It's your boy Pod Boo over here, who's on the other line with me. Ah, uh, it's your boy Boo Raggedy. Boo Raggedy. Now, uh, also, in the past, you've been known to be called uh, Young Spooky. I thought maybe you'd go with that. Ooh, it is the spookin' season. Tis the spookin' season, my friend. And uh, what is what is y- y- Boo Raggedy? What is that a reference to? I don't know. It was uh, it was doing a Boo Radley thing, but I don't know. Yeah, but that would just be his name. Also, not a horror movie or book. I mean, in a certain sense, it could be, I guess, but not... Uh, not traditional. So yes, it's it's us, Pod Boo and Boo Raggedy, aka Young Spooky. Uh the two of us, well, Pod Drew and E Nam at least, uh, we had a pretty uh, successful episode talking Oscar films about six months ago, so yeah, this is kind of well. like a quasi sequel, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh we're we're movie guys and no one can ever say otherwise about us, so And you especially, uh yeah, I'm just gonna call you Young Spooky if you don't mind. No, 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 please. You kind of, you kind of were stepping on my my boo territory in the first place there. So, Young Spooky, you uh, you have strong opinions when it comes to a lot of things, but movies especially, right? Yeah. So I believe last time we we met, uh, I said out loud that Guillermo del Toro could suck my dick, or and has he has he in the intervening months? I mean, no, no, he, he's been busy. The offer still stands, though. Offer still stands. Like, get the fuck out of here with your stupid, shitty fish movie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. So we, uh, to, to flash back to our last movie podcast on Oscar season, we didn't have, we weren't high on, uh, what do you call it, Shape of Water there. Neither of us, really. Um, but it ended up, you know, we recorded that before. It's the, the actual Oscar was awarded to Shape of Water for Best Picture, so... Do you want to do a quick minute on your th- on your thoughts of that happening? Honestly, like, you know what? Never mind. I I regret saying that immediately. We don't we don't have time for that. right Yeah. Now. Do you, do you not have two and a half hours for me to scream about how Oscars don't matter? But also, if we're gonna pretend that they do, then we should give them to the best films of the year. Agreed. But you know, do Oscars matter when it comes to horror? Let's let me transition into that since that's the topic today. Uh, typically, horror genre films are not. Uh, nominated for such things am i wrong right the oscars do not love genre films uh so horrors spy movies any shit like that's probably never gonna get nominated same with rom-coms uh they like really serious movies they like things that jerk themselves off they like things that jerk the academy off uh Mm -hmm. they like things that love people who make movies or uh really process-oriented war films uh that is an oscar movie this is a completely different time of year uh, right before the Oscar movies come out, we get uh, we get the spooking season where all the good horror movies come out, and uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, and uh, actually, it's 
it's just it's not always like what you're saying is kind of true but not even completely because a lot of times horror movies randomly come out in like august and like even like january i feel like a lot of times they come out um i think because they're cheap to produce a lot of them they come out in times of the year where they're just kind of throwing movies out there right. but they usually do well as well like i think a horror talking from a money perspective which i don't want to do too much on this episode but horror movies um are usually a good bet for movie studios i think because a lot of times like i said they are easy to produce or cheap rather but people actually go see them they make a lot of money so it's a good value for the studio you know yeah, exactly. Like, it's the one recession-proof uh, genre. Like, people are always going to want to get spooked, myself included. I want to get into that, what you just said. But uh, but since, just to wrap up the Oscar thing, I will say uh, one movie that did win Best Picture was Silence of the Lambs in the early 90s, which people consider a horror movie, but I don't really, to be honest, myself. I feel like that's more suspense. And I feel like if we're just getting into what horror actually means in terms of a, of a film the genre i don't think suspense and horror is the same thing like also like alfred hitchcock movies i'm a i'm a huge fan of you know it's not saying anything crazy he's one of the most popular directors of all time but a, a lot of times people i think feel his movies are like horror movies but they're really not they're really suspense films i think do you think that is a difference or do you do you disagree with me on that Right, there's a difference between one of the best directors of all time directing as a movie that is frightening and, like, a horror genre film. Typically, like, this kind of movie, like, stars, like, someone you've barely ever heard of or someone you know from TV who's doing a, a, a like, trying a star turn as a, the lead actor in a horror movie. Shout out to uh, Nickelodeon Roller Coaster Woo Woo in Bit of a Callback, Mama, by Guillermo del Toro. Wait. Oh, uh, who who is the Nickelodeon person? Uh, Nickelodeon roller coaster woo woo the the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, Nikolai Coster Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you get you it. Now. I didn't get it at first, to be honest. Yeah, I needed the Game of Thrones there. Um, yeah, I actually saw Mama. I think because it, that's not the. We'll get into what the type of horror movies we both like, but that type of that's not normally the one I go for. But since I I actually uh, am a a big fan of uh, Coster Waldo. I even know how to say his name right, not make a joke about it. Uh, so I actually did watch that one a couple years ago because I saw he was in it. And I was like, oh, watch this. I like this guy. But a little tease for what we're going to get into. That's that. Mama is generally not my tape, but my favorite uh, subgenre in horror. But um, just getting back to it real quick. Do you do you consider Silence of the Lambs a horror film now, or do you not? No, it's a thriller. It always has been. It, it has yeah. more in common with action movies than it does with horror. I agree. I agree. To transition then back to types of horror. Well, okay. So just overall, generally, is horror one of your favorite genres of film? I feel like it is, but yeah, absolutely. Like the two kinds of movies that I will like make time in my stupid week to go see every time are like Oscar bait movies like the the really great movies by really great directors that like are getting a lot of buzz from people who are supposed to know about this kind of thing and horror movies so like any new horror movie uh if I'm interested like I'm going to see it in a theater uh, I like to be spooked that's the one thing about me okay but you just said well it sounded like you were setting up that you're saying you like any new horror movie but then you said if I'm interested. So what was that about? Right. So I try really hard. I try really hard to see like as many horror movies as I can throughout the year. Uh, there are things like the first happy death day 
that I just like I I don't care about a thing that happened in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer two years ago. Like I get it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're Groundhog Dang, you dying. Like sure. Yeah. Uh, happy death. So I saw a. I haven't seen that, but um, in a movie we're gonna talk about in a second that I saw in the theater, there was a preview for. I don't know if you saw this as well for this the sequel to that movie, and I actually did kind of laugh at the. Uh, at the title of the movie. I think it was, like, Happy Death Day to You or something like that. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. No, that trailer was really good, too. I might actually see... I might go watch the first one to see the second one. Now, is that, like, a horror comedy, would you say? That's the kind of the tone I was getting from this preview. Yeah, and that's another thing horror is good at doing, is not taking itself too seriously. I mean, yeah. some of the best horror movies, anyway. Uh, and not taking itself too seriously and letting you in on the joke. Which, if we want to transition to uh, the thing we're here to talk about, uh, Halloween does not do. Does not do what? Let you in on the joke. It takes itself extremely seriously. There, There's no, there's no levity at all. All right, I think I might disagree with you off the bat then. So yeah, we are going to talk about that specifically. Um, we both saw it this week. Um, in general, though, so you're a big horror fan. Me personally, I'm. it's not one of my favorite genres. Never has been. I will say, though, uh, I have gotten a little more into it in recent years, more than I used to be. I started watching more. For a long time, I just was not interested in horror movies, and for the most part in general, even once people said were good. Part of it for me was, like, I think some people don't watch them because it, it scares them too much. For me, they just hardly ever actually scare me, honestly. And even the ones I like more now, I might like them for the tone or the mood more. That's the ones I'm into more. I can't say I've hardly ever been scared at a, at a horror movie, to be honest. Did, is it something that you actually get scared while you're watching? That's why you like it? So, like, jump scares work on me. Uh, that's a thing. Like, I'm always ready for it, and about 50% of the time they will still work on me. But I feel like with horror movies, I'm always trying to be spooked and, like, ready to be disappointed. Like, horror movies are not great movies. That's not why you go, like, you're not going to be moved yeah. to tears the way that you would watching, like, a classic film like a or, or, like, an Oscar movie. Horror movies do one thing, and it spooked the shit out of you. And if they don't do that well, they can kind of get out of my face. But I'm there for every one of them. It's like, a, it's like if you got a bad dad that you keep giving a chance to. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I get that analogy, I guess. Maybe it's just because they don't... I mean, jump scare is one thing. Yeah, it makes you jump. But that's to me, that's not, like, a scary. You know what I mean? It's like something. It's like someone jumps out at you and surprises you. Yeah, you're going to jump, possibly. But that's not... I, I feel like things that are more scary are... Maybe things that are more psychological or, like, a build-up to a scene where you just get an uneasy feeling, I guess. That's what I like more. And maybe that's why I actually do like suspense films more than horror films for the most part. So, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the so, so you're a tension guy, uh, which did, yeah, tension. Yeah. Guy, yeah. I like. I mentioned Hitchcock. He, I think he does tension. He's like the master of tension. That's what he's known for. That's why I like him a lot too. I guess. I mean. Yeah, definitely. I'd say I like a blending of the two. Like, I am a. I'm a much bigger fan of the supernatural horror f uh, film, where like the okay. thing that's chasing you up the stairwell or down the stairwell or whatever, and like shutting the lights off behind it as it goes is a thing that could never be in the real world. But in order to make a good movie out of just, like, you being hunted by something that could kill you, like, the first time you encountered it, if it wanted to, 
the directors, like, the, the people involved, like, they have to do a good enough job of, like, setting up that tension that you would get from any other kind of movie. And right. just, like, ramping it up and up and up. Okay, so, yeah, I think that's where we're already coming at a disagreement. Or, uh, not a disagreement, but that's where we're coming at a difference here. I don't, like, I think, is Mama a movie that, that is, like, that supernatural kind of film as well? Yeah, is, right? precisely. And, like, Guillermo yeah. del Toro, there are prob- I have a lot of problems with. Well, he, like, didn't, he didn't direct that, I'm pretty sure. I, he might have produced it, maybe. I, I, I'm almost positive. Wrote and produced it. I don't know if he directed okay. it. But like, I don't think so, because it was a little too small of a movie for him, I think, his, at that point that it came out. Yeah, he's kind of just, like, designing creatures and letting, you know, whatever happens, happen. I didn't like Pacific Rim either. Getting ready for Mama, like, the people involved in that movie. I feel like they really, really wanted to design, like, the spookiest, wispy uh, ghost lady. And didn't really pay much attention to, like, what Jessica Chastain and uh, Nickelodeon Roller Coaster Woo Woo or the kids were doing. <laughs> uh, they just, like... And that's that's kind of the problem with a lot of these... A lot of the supernatural horror movies that I like. They're all spun out of this kernel of an idea. Just, like, what if we had a ghost who really wanted her daughters back? Well, yeah, what would that look like? So much of it, and, I, and I'm kind of stepping on my main point for Halloween so much of a lot of those supernatural movies that i like is so perfunctory setting up the jump scares yeah all right let's let's just talk about these type of movies first we'll, we'll get to halloween which we've been alluding to in a few minutes but uh that's more of the slasher so we'll get we'll talk about those but since we were talking about it already let's let's continue on this track here um i looked up mama yeah it's directed by someone named andy muschietti oh i do not know him and i don't think yeah it says Del Toro's an executive producer. He had nothing to do with their story or writing or anything. Gotcha. So. But anyway, I, I just don't like this. I mean, that movie was okay, I guess. I don't really remember much of it, to I be honest. I didn't like it very much. I just don't remember one way or the other. I don't... I'll go as far to sit to say I just don't really like supernatural-themed movies. Specifically, like, paranormal. I mean... I guess I like, like, there's a classic movie, like, the what's the movie where they're in the house with, like, the TV? Poltergeist. Poltergeist, yes. I did like that. I saw that again recently, and I thought it was pretty good. But but for the most part, like, all these movies, I haven't even seen the Conjuring movies, but I just feel like I won't like them, I guess. I don't know. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't say, like, I don't like these if I haven't seen a lot of them. But just something about, like, a... I think, for me, it's, like, a lot of this... I just don't believe in supernatural things in real life, so... It's not scary at all to me. Or, like, I just don't like watching a movie where that's, like, what everyone's talking about. or That's what the whole thing is. Like, ghosts and everything like that. You know what I mean? Totally. So you hit on something that I want to address before I before I move on and answer, like, the, the, the last part of that. Poltergeist, the thing that Poltergeist did was make you afraid of, like, your everyday life. Like, the issue was modern society's, like, obsession with the television and, like, the breakup of the family there. The thing that, like, we like about horror movies is that they take, like, really normal, regular, regular shit and make us terrified of it. As far as, like, why you might not be into paranormal-themed horror films that I am, uh, like, I don't believe in ghosts at all, but, like, creepy shit happened to me a lot in my childhood, and... I, maybe that maybe the issue here is that like the that feeling of being like absolutely terrified of something I couldn't see imprinted on me in a way that like watching the grudge when I was twelve became like a formative experience for me, and I'm always trying to get that feeling back 
All right, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, for myself personally, then I, yeah, I never, I don't believe in ghosts or anything. I, I even like, kind of get annoyed when people say they do. Like I, I'm like, come on, that's not real. And I always just think there's like a natural explanation for any weird stuff that happens, like realistically. So, yeah, I guess that's partially why maybe. But also, you weren't. So you're not um, Catholic, right? No, no, I was raised Protestant. Yeah, so I feel like, and I was raised Catholic, but, and I feel like a lot of other Catholic people like these type of movies as well, because there's, like, some type of, uh, I mean, we could get into, like, exorcism movies, uh, The the Exorcist itself, I think is just a good movie, Um, I don't think it's scary at all, but I think it is a a well-made movie, certainly, but but other, like, there's, like, Exorcism of Emily, like, there's a, a million Exorcist movies, I don't like, like, I won't watch them. But I think a lot of Catholic people are into it because of, like... The- you said a lot of Catholic people like the exorcism movies because it's kind of a tenet of their religion. I guess. I mean, that's it's very um, circumstantial based on people I've... You know, my friends or people I've talked to. But, like, I feel like that's a thing. So I don't know about it for Protestant people but or people of other religions, but I feel like that's something people get into cause, maybe because they believe it more because of their religion. Yeah. But... For me, it's, like, the opposite. It's, like, a complete turn-off type of So thing. I do actually like exorcism movies and, like, movies where, like, a demon is trying to take over a kid and, like, tormenting this family. Because I'm, I'm the kind of, like, person who feels like he's in complete control of, like, his immediate surroundings. Like, if someone came into the theater with a gun, like, I, I like, not, not to stop the person, but I do have a plan to get away from the person... Are you are you going on some Mark Wahlberg shit right no, 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 now? No, no, like no. if I was on a plane? No, absolutely not. Uh, I I don't. I'm not daring or man manly in any way. But like I'm pretty much always have a plan to get out of a scrape uh, of any kind. And okay. there's something about just like the the terrifying dark evil unknown the and the relentlessness of its pursuit. Like I keep coming back to for like these movies. Like there's a feeling of helplessness that I, like the one I feel like one gets addicted to. All right. I guess, I mean, if you're talking about real stuff, like you're saying you have a, you, you have a plan for real life stuff. So I see what you mean, but to me, that's what makes things like a slasher or something like that. Even though I'm not scared by that either necessarily, but in theory, like if, if it was really happening, it's something that could really happen, I guess, versus on something that I personally believe can happen. So if I feel like if I was in a situation where it actually was a ghost or something, I wouldn't even, in real life, I wouldn't be able to, like... I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like in movies when people don't believe what's going on or and then they get killed or whatever. That would probably be me, because I'm like, I don't... I just don't believe what's happening. Like, I can't process it, you know? Not Maybe not for an exorcism thing, but if there was, like, some... Uh, well, I don't... How do you... Because you know more about these movies than I do. How do the... Let's put the exorcism ones aside for a second, but, like... Like a conjuring. What happens in the conjuring? It's like a ghost or Listen, what or what is two, it? One of two things or? happens in a in a ghost oriented movie. Some spirit has unfinished business, or there's a demon that wants to get into the real world via your body and soul. Some movies do a cute thing where they kind of confuse that, uh, and like make you think it is one and it is actually the other. Those are the two genre, like subgenres of the subgenre that is uh, paranormal, like poltergeist horror movies. 
Okay, and then how do people people die in these films though, right? Like they're how how is like yeah how are the paranormal things affecting the real world in terms of the characters? Uh, it's it's usually like an invisible force like turning your environment, the flotsam and jetsam of your day to day life against you. So like there's that scene from the trailer for Paranormal Activity two where she's standing in her kitchen and then like every cabinet blows open and all the shit flies out of it and every like pot and pan falls off the thing and like it's a huge noise it's a great scare even if like you know it's coming from the trailer shit like that uh and the people who die in these movies are never the person that like the the ghost wants to get the people who die are the people who are trying to stop the ghost from getting what it wants yeah i mean i guess that makes sense i don't know i mean just uh i just i think um i'm just not gonna like this genre of film ever probably but but I should probably get maybe give it more of a shot. I mean, what what are some of the best ones of this genre, a subgenre? Would you say? So I mentioned The Grudge. It it is not a great movie, but it was a formative experience for me. Just like watching something that literally couldn't be move in ways that nothing can move, and uh, like relentlessly torment a, a, a group of people. Is that your girl? Uh, uh, what's her name, by the way? Uh, S J. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. S S M G. Yeah, that's one of her. Uh, that's one of her movie star turns. Uh, that and the Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, no, she was pretty good <laughs> in it. Uh, there are a lot of. The thing about the Grudge is, it is terrifying when you're 13 years old, don't know whether or not you believe in ghosts yet, and have a really creepy house in the woods. Did you live in a creepy house in the woods? Yeah, yeah, back home. Uh, I will never get over the feeling of having seen that movie and like observed with my not quite fully formed mind like what the creature could do to human beings who would like have no recourse against it like you can't shoot a ghost and just like lying awake staring at the corners of my ceiling waiting for something to come out of it and like yeah no it was a truly formative experience for me uh another one that i'm a huge fan of that i like keep going back to is a 2006 movie from sam raimi who's just a great director uh, called is it drag me to hell yes i love that movie it is it is as cheeky as it needs to be uh, the jump scares are perfect uh it, it's just a great fucking movie yeah i haven't seen that but I, I i do like sam raimi okay i mean i i like the evil dead movies the uh, evil dead 2 especially i guess yes. which i would kind of i mean that also has um paranormal ele- elements obviously i guess but and things that wouldn't happen in real life type of thing. But I, I think I just like it because of the... Well, I guess it is a tone thing at a certain point, too. But I, I would also consider that like a horror comedy, I guess, as well. Drag Me to Hell? Cause, no, I haven't oh, seen evil that. Oh, Evil Dead. Uh, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, Evil Dead, Absolutely. But is, does Drag Me to Hell have some comedy stuff, too, or is it more down the line horror? Yeah, so it's the, it's the way that the camera and at points the characters know that, like, this is an absurd and grotesque thing that we're witnessing. It knows when it's wearing a clown mask, and it knows when it's wearing a drama mask. Uh, it's, okay. it's just extremely impressive, and all all of the scares and all of the tension are, like, on point throughout. Those are probably my two favorite uh, shitty paranormal horror movies. I also really ride for the first two paranormal activities. Okay. Well, if I'm going to check one out, it's probably going to be Drag Me to Hell... Yeah, so maybe I will watch that one since I do like Grammy. I probably should get that one under my uh, under my belt there. The Paranormal Activities, I think that's the kind of film that, yeah, I'm definitely not going to ever like. That's right. I, it's just all jump scares, basically, right? Yeah. 
And you mentioned the Conjuring earlier. Like, Conjuring 1 and 2 are great. Yeah, people always are standing for that film, I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, it is beloved and rightly so. Okay. Annabelle and Annabelle 2 are bad, and I watched The Nun earlier this year, and it is bad. I don't know how, like... I mean, I know exactly how. Are those all part of the same universe? Yes, episode? so they are all connected specifically by the, like, totems of evil that, like, create the mischief in the spinoffs. They're connected to the main storyline, and part they're, they're part of the major haunting for, for 1 and 2. Okay. Um, I'm, maybe I should watch The Conjuring as well, but yeah, I, uh... There are a lot of killer scares in The Haunting. Uh, no, I'm sorry, The Conjuring. Yeah, The Haunting, I feel like that was a movie from, like, the late 90s or something. I don't remember yeah. what, what happens in that, but... But is, now, would you say which movies about witches? I guess that's also supernatural, but maybe not paranormal, but... Well, what, what would you categorize those? Yeah, as? there's a genre of horror film, and a lot of them involve witches, where it's like nascent female sexuality is is the metaphor and like the things that are terrified are that like natural masculine order of the world like the the witch from 2016 or or that's why i brought that up honestly because i actually did like that movie a lot when yeah, I that movie it, fucking uh, rules a year ago um but i think for that maybe i don't know why i like something like that when i don't i don't like something as much like i don't know mama or what any of these I guess it's kind of hard when I haven't seen a lot of them, but maybe it's for me, like, even just going into watching that, I knew it was about... I mean, I watched it because I heard people saying it was good, so... But I think the setting in that one helped a lot because, like, the way they're talking to... Um, yeah. The language was was all, like, 16th century or whatever century it was, you know. It was all naturalistic to that. When... So, like, it worked for me more, I feel like, e- even, though I'm, even though I'm usually saying, like, oh, this isn't... Because also I'm saying like things aren't real, but like I don't have that problem when it comes to like fantasy films. Or there's so many movies where there's things that wouldn't happen in real life, but but specifically when it's like ghosts and horror type of things, it's when it bothers me more. But I think maybe the setting helps rather it's than it's like piece of it all. yeah, then it's like you know paranormal activity, like they're they're like with their iPad in there and like something jumps, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I absolutely do know what you mean. But also, I, f- I mean, it, it, the, the witch is like a horror in a different sense, I felt like, that it wasn't, I, I mean, it wasn't scary either, but it was more of like a kind of a dread element, I guess, like an impending dread element, more than like, I think there's like going to be a jump scare happening soon. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a nod to this tradition of British, like, period horror films that they're all about like a doom that is coming for like this specific society uh and how you can no longer like exist as you were uh and they're all like really sexual and gory um and i haven't seen many of them at all only like clips mm-hmm. and yeah the, the the witch was really revelatory for me and just like oh yeah so looking up this movie's influences there are a bunch of horror movies that i need to see and never will it also had the term like uh the, the uh the kid was saying she will witch thee or something that was like a turn of phrase i really liked from that old <laughs> yeah. old timey language also i've used a couple of times also just to call out fucking black philip fucking rules i yeah, love that goat. ghost so much uh yeah i saw a funny tweet i think recently where i can't remember this exactly. is gonna fucking slap like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was probably something you tweeted out you retweeted her favorite probably idea. <laughs> 
this like what was it like Satan looking at the goat saying like oh yeah Black Philip this is gonna farm in the 1600s uh, uh, I have a goat he's very black he has enormous horns I've named him Black Philip Satan this is gonna fucking slap good twit do you have the the credit on I that I don't tweet? have the credit but it wasn't me and I love the person who did it All right, so yeah, so we uh, so that's the uh, paranormal type. Uh, let's move on to a horror movie I have got, or a horror movie genre I have gotten a little more into in recent years. The slasher film, always popular, a very formulaic type of film. I feel like oh, a lot of these ones are a certain formula, probably, but uh, especially since the new movie Halloween was out, which we both saw, we mentioned already. I guess we can. We can start off the slasher talk with a, a conversation on on the film, the new film itself. Yeah, let's go. Um, I think you liked it a lot more than I did, so I want to. I want you to talk first. All right, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, so I saw. I, I had seen the original Halloween a while ago, and I, in anticipation of seeing the the new one, I I rewatched that just the other day as well. There's been a bunch of these Halloween movies. A lot of them are considered really bad. I guess I haven't seen most of yeah. them. Yeah. The new one, I guess, took, you know, it took, pushed all those ones aside. It's just a direct sequel to the first one without any of the other stuff. So Michael Myers isn't, like, related to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in any way or whatever. Having seen both of them kind of back-to-back, some of the choices they made in the new one, I thought mirrored the original kind of well. Like, some of them were maybe a little too cute, but it, it didn't get too too much into, like, something where I thought they were sitting down, like... This has to match this exactly. And even just like tropes of horror in general, like one, I mean, I guess we might uh, talk spoilers a little bit here, but basically it's like Jamie Lee Curtis is now kind of hunting Michael Myers a little bit, or at least she wants him to come back. Waiting for him, certainly. Waiting for him, yeah. So like, so that the climax of the movie is kind of like, in, inverts things in a way I thought was a little bit clever, I guess. Yeah. Um, It's not like the most, I guess it's not the most, the most wildly creative idea, but I, I like, I mean, like, especially, um, there's a part where, you know, she's like, or he's looking down on her after he throws her off of, you know, the roof or whatever. Then he looks back and she's gone, which is like always what happened. I'm sure, I think it happened in the original Halloween and it happens in a lot of these kind of slasher movies. Like, yeah, exactly. You look and the person's, so like little things like that. I liked, you said something before about like, it wasn't, didn't have humor or something, but I, I don't think I would agree with that. There's some funny parts in the film, I thought. And it was written by, um, it was co-written by Danny McBride, who's a, a comedy, who does comedies for the most part. <laughs> yeah, and I love Danny McBride. Um, but I feel like basically the only part of that movie that he had any hand in was the the small black child. Yeah, which, that kid was funny. He was, um, he was. And I liked, honestly liked the babysitter, too, and her kind of boyfriend guy, mm-hmm. who both die, obviously. There were some funny parts with that whole thing, and... I guess the other part I found funny was just the concept of... Well, as soon as I saw that there was podcasters on the scene, I was like, these guys are dying for sure. Oh, 100%. So kind of the... I, I don't know if it was completely a joke, but I, I took it like that a little bit, that of the whole, like, podcasters trying to... Like, it's like Serial and all these shows, like... Right, right, the right. podcasters trying to do the whole thing. And I also like the part where... Which I thought was kind of clever, too, where um, the kid's talking about... Like, oh, this thing happened in, you know, 40 years ago. A couple people got killed, like, compared to stuff that happens today. 
is it really that bad or any, you know is it really that crazy like yeah which i thought was kind of clever also so like there was little elements like that and there's just some maybe not funny but there's some kind of just weird character interactions which i thought were interesting if not great like the kid the kid with his dad in the car that they end up getting killed but of course but um like how they're talking about like he wants to be a dancer and like i was like this is just like a weird thing to put in the movie i don't completely get why it's in here but i just kind of like appreciated it i don't know what do you think about all, all that stuff you're not wrong about those things being placed in the movie i just like i don't know how to explain it in a way that's not going to sound pretentious it's just like <laughs> you feel like you can tell when those things are placed there self-consciously whereas like in a as opposed to them having been placed there organically can you elaborate a little more or yeah so there's just like a i don't know to be completely untechnical there's like a vibe you get from scenes like that where they feel like they were placed in uh you know after a third or fourth or fifth pass at the script as opposed to something feeling like it grew out of the script yeah i get i i I think i agree with you on that but for me what it comes down to i think is the type of genre the movie is like specifically a slasher yeah like i said they're supposed to be kind of formulaic i feel like that's kind of how you write like no one at this point there's no real new idea for a slasher even if there was like they usually don't do well i think like people just keep remaking halloween again or or you know what's it freddy again you know uh, nightmare on elm street all this stuff well the the newest idea for a slasher was to make it a, a supernatural movie and call it It Follows, which fucking rules, but we'll go on. Yeah. That was, I saw, I did see It Follows. I thought it was fine. Like, I didn't, I didn't love it like a lot of people I did, really I guess. I really liked but, it. But, um, that, that at least had a kind of interesting premise. I'll say that. Um, I do think that was, yeah, that was more paranormal and slasher to me. I guess it melded them both. But, but back to Halloween, I guess, um. Halloween 2018, or these slasher films in general, I think that is kind of how the scripts are written. Like, there, there is no, like, well, basically what I'm saying is there is no, like, auteur making that, like, that's going to be like, oh, this is my mood. Like, it's not going to be natural because this is not the type of films they are, you know? Like, they are, because of the formula and because of what, ultimately it's just about uh, teenagers or people getting brutally <laughs> slaughtered. Right. I mean, like, so, so you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I, I don't know how much organic placement of these things that can be because even when when there's like a and not even just this movie i've also rewatched some of or not rewatched but for the first time watched some of the friday the 13th series yeah um i kind of got interested in it because there's like another podcast out um by matt gorland paul russ that's dealing with it that i've been listening to so i watched some of those movies and there's like weird parts that happen in those too but it's all it's ultimately still mostly the same every time well so yeah you, i'm kind of just looking out for a couple of weird or interesting scenes in between sure. like the formula you know i guess i'm enjoying it on a different level than a normal movie that i, I don't know yeah totally uh it's a obviously they're completely different kind of movies uh this movie rides the tension that it can create in prolonging the gruesome deaths of every minor character you meet uh, really well. It does a lot of things really competently. Like, someone who... The per, the people who made this movie, like, clearly love the original, love this kind of movie, probably love Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. That's like, there's just, like, a disappointment that you feel... That, the, that I feel 
in watching a movie like this where like you know what is inevitable where it's not coming it's not coming out of the actions or choices of the characters it is extremely predictable because it always had to be thus and like the inevitable confrontation yeah i I, i'm out of that's one good words that's one thing i'll say i guess it was pretty clunky how they get michael myers back to face up with jamie lee curtis and her family and all that well and just Um, everything leading up to him coming after her specifically was so perfunctory like they started with like you you knew that they started with that idea and just did whatever like they the bare minimum to get themselves there yeah but that's the thing about they're kind of in a corner i guess with the michael myers character because kind of what makes him interesting in the first place or what kind of makes him iconic or or whatever it is apart from his like william shatner mask i guess yeah is is that he he's just like a mindless killer like he kills just because he does he doesn't have anything personal against um jamie lee curtis he just like in the original movie he just comes across and he's like i'm gonna kill her and her friends whatever so like in this new movie he does he's not going after her at all so they had they had to um to actually get him to go after her they had to do some pretty clunky thing with the doctor i guess i won't spoil it yeah yeah whatever, that that struck me as but bullshit. you know they, they they had so they're, they're kind of in a corner yeah maybe they, they probably could have thought of something better i guess but that's the issue because he doesn't he's not the type of killer that it's not like a vendetta against her it's just she has it vice versa but he right. just doesn't care you and know? i didn't like i didn't like them using his inscrutability as some kind of mystic which i guess maybe the original does and i just missed it because i watched it when i was like 12 uh, I don't like them using his inscrutability as a villain, as some kind of just like, oh yeah, because he's from hell. He's just the world's evilest. Well, in the original movie, it's this Dr. Loomis, um, Donald Pleasance, the actor, uh, who I guess is in a bunch of the movies, but he that's like his thing in the movie, in the original. He's saying like, he's just pure evil, you know, like there's nothing in him. Right. My diagnosis is he's just like evil. So, yeah, would you, I mean, yeah, so I guess we can wrap up the Halloween talk specifically, but, so, do you like slasher movies in general, or are you not too much a fan of them? No, I don't like them at all. Not at all? It is, they're always good at the one thing that slasher movies do, which is make you feel really, really uncomfortable for an uncomfortable amount of time, as, like, they get more and more in, like, deeper into the movie, and the killings get more and more gruesome. Uh, and, and more drawn out. Yeah. Like, the cat and mouse game that happens there, it is uncomfortable. Like, it, it, it has that effect on me. I just, like, as movies, like, they can fuck off. All right. Yeah, I guess I don't feel that uncomfortable watching them. Like, even... Yeah, there's some tension built up by the end of most of them, like, the final girl and all this stuff, but I kind of just like the... I think I just like the part of them that's just, like, the, the violence part, I guess, like, where... I know there a bunch of people are going to get killed a lot of times in funny way or creative ways, whatever, and that's that's just what I'm there for. And I do like the formula kind of how, like, the first half is just people hanging out or doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just prefer watching that to, like, people in a haunted house the first half, you know, and then stuff starts. Oh. I, I guess it's just the difference in yeah in, uh, taste or whatever. But no, I feel like these are the two perfect, like, taste profiles to have this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, my, I have a trashy taste liking it. But really, though, I really do, did only start getting more into... Like, I didn't grow up watching these movies, uh, enjoying slashers or anything like that. But, I, I, yeah, I think it is, like, it is almost like a comfort level when, you know, I'm not... There's a lot of movies that, 
you're like, I know this is going to be a good movie, but it's like almost a chore to sit down and watch it, you know? Yeah. And then if something like Halloween or Friday the 13th point, uh, part six or something, like they're short too, usually also like 90 minutes or less. First of all, this one was an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah, the, yeah, this one was a little on the longer side, I guess, but... You know what? I just thought of something else I liked comedy-wise, though. I did think the dad character was, was pretty funny. I was laughing at some of the stuff he was getting yeah. into. I feel, it was probably improv or something, but... Yeah. Some of it, but... I liked that character, kind of. I, I feel like I recognized him from somewhere, but I couldn't, I couldn't place it, but... Oh, and one more thing I did like... I guess this is just somewhat of a spoiler, but... Eh, whatever. I, I liked kind of how... Or at least I made note of how... You know, there's the boyfriend character, right? Yes. For the the secondary or the, the co-protagonist, the granddaughter. And, like, he's, like, kisses another girl at the dance and all this stuff. And, like, they have issues. Like, he's acting like a douche, basically. Yeah. Um, but then he's just out of the movie. Michael Myers doesn't kill him. He's, you know, whatever. He doesn't get his comeuppance at all. He doesn't get punished so I, for his shitty behavior. Yeah, so I kind of, like... I, I thought that was kind of cool, too. Like, just, like making it more random to what Michael Myers does or the yeah. killer does. Like That was different than I've seen in a lot of these other movies where a lot of times they just set up these characters just to get knocked down. Like, they make them super douchebag or super unpleasant, whatever, just so you cheer when they get their head cut off or whatever, you know, but... Yeah, well, every character in a horror movie is, is a, like, walking trope for a reason. Yeah. One thing that I do think that we need to point out is... um. It feels like it was thrown in at the end because, like, of the times we're living in. But regardless, I feel like it earned it. Uh, the movie, like, really takes a turn to where just, like... Especially the final shot with the three women staring at, at Michael Myers in the basement. Um, spoiler. Uh, like, triumphantly, just, like, three women in a, like, in a doorway. Uh, yeah. It really takes care at the very end to try to glom onto like our current national moment where like you talk about like strong female characters. Yeah, type women of are having a very hard time, and we like to be nice to them in movies. Yeah, I guess so. Um, like it, I can see it, that. It for worked. Sure. It was effective. And that wasn't the last shot. Actually, the last shot it was them in the back of this truck or whatever, and, and it shows the granddaughter with the knife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was trying to say exactly like is she like because once you've killed. Yeah, I guess that's what they're going for, but... And they'll probably make sequels to this, even though they really shouldn't. Like, I think it wrapped up the thing nicely, but... I just... Why? Why? Why do we have to keep making sequels to this and Friday the 13th? But it did really well, I know, so they're definitely going to. Yeah, I want to move away from this and talk about a a couple more things, but... Yeah. I did also, like... I thought it was effective, the kind of, um... Stuff between the daughter and then granddaughter, like, the the generational stuff, because, like... I think it was kind of realistic... Actually, I like think that's how... true, but I think that it skips the uh, the mother. <laughs> like her character is no. not interesting at all. Her character is not in it as much that Judy Greer is what you're talking about, right? The actress, but um, but it, it was an interesting idea how like Jamie Lee Curtis had her raised a certain way, and then how she would react to being raised that way with her own daughter, like and how how she acts in life. So like that was an interesting idea, I thought, and like the scene where um the grandmother. Uh, comes to dinner and like it's all awkward and everything that could have been straight out of like a drama you know any type of normal drama or like family drama or whatever at that point during that scene i was almost like forgetting about the like the michael myers of it all type of thing like i thought that was actually i thought they breezed through all that shit personally 
I I I feel like well, especially the flat way that like Judy Greer is just staring off into the middle distance, talking about the way her mother raised her, just like in incomplete sentences, like you would if you were yeah. writing the world's worst novel. Yeah, no, I didn't. I say I didn't. I didn't like that as much. I'm talking about the preceding scene where it's actually at the dinner table. Yeah, like, yeah. The I thought Jamie that was a good drinking too much bit. Yeah, and how she just starts acting crazy like almost right away. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree with you on the part about Judy Greer just talking like into the basically into the yeah. That was that wasn't a great. And that's the shit I'm talking about when I say the word perfunctory so many times in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a certain amount of, like, and this is a movie thing in general, exposition. I'm writing a screenplay right now myself, and, like, exposition can be tough to get out. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, um, but anyway, let's, uh, yeah, that's that's good on the slashers then and Halloween. Uh, knowing we we're going to do this podcast, I wrote down three types of horror movies that to talk about. We got a third type? Yeah, but, but also I pulled up uh, on Wikipedia here. Just to see what they had. First for of all, Drew, movies. it's October. It's Wikipedia. I'm so sorry, Wikipedia. I googled it up on my computer. Well done. And, was that too clunky? All right. Uh, and they actually have a, a shitload of different uh, genres. So I was thinking, or subgenres. So I was thinking I might talk about some of those too. But I had slashers, paranormal, and the third one I had written down was atmospheric. And that's not actually a subgenre they have listed on Wikipedia, but. Some of the movies I'm thinking of are on here on different things. But do you get what I'm saying by that atmospheric uh, horror film? Yeah, yeah, totally. In a way that, like, I'm going to name one of you to be like, no, not not that not that movie. Uh, but yeah, I do know what you're talking about, yeah. Well, name one. Let's see if I do that. Uh, the Shining. Okay, so The Shining, they have... I just saw it on the Wikipedia here. They have that listed under... Which is a movie I enjoy... They have that listed under psychological horror, which it definitely is, but it's more than that, too, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's atmosphere, but uh, some of the ones I was thinking of specifically are some Dario Argento ones. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with his oeuvre at all. I've, o- I've only started getting into him a little more recently, too, with not being into horror in the past. Um, yeah. What I'm meaning is where the, the scares or, like, the movie in general is mostly about the atmosphere not the plot at all really so right. soundtrack um visuals all this stuff so one movie like that jumps out to me like that that is also relevant today is uh suspiria the the 70s film by argento because actually i think next week even or this week later uh being released is uh something i think you might be interested in your boy uh we talked about him a lot on the, uh, or his films at least a lot on the Oscar podcast. Guadagnino, or however you say his name, Luca Guadagnino. He's got a remake of Suspiria out. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I haven't. So, I haven't done my research on Suspiria. I just know that Tilda Swinton is in it, and uh, Luca Guadagnino directed it. I think. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. Direct. So I'm gonna see it. I'm interested to see it as well, although I don't know if I'll like it. I didn't, I couldn't even get through the, uh, his one film, um... Bigger Splash. Bigger Splash with Swinton, yeah. I love that movie. Which in itself was a bit of an atmospheric horror film. <laughs> yeah. With the, like, the weird, like, will-they-won't-they they incest bit. Yeah, I don't even know if I got, I can't remember that much about it. I think I was just wasn't in the mood for that type of movie anyway when fair, I started fair. watching it. I was like, whatever. But then Call Me By Your Name, you know, I liked it overall, but I still had some issues with it, like we discussed on that one. Go back and listen. But I do think that this is interesting that he, this director particularly is 
tackling this because of his other movies, like they are, I think they are a lot of style over substance, or maybe that, maybe not that specifically, but they're not as much about the plot, right? Like Call Me by Your Name is about the the vibe kind of. Yeah, Call Me by Your Name is about growing up. Yeah, and and Suspiria the original is basically hardly has any plot that makes sense at least, and it's completely um, psychological imagery. Um, the soundtrack is by this band Goblin. It's crazy loud, like in your face soundtrack. Like so, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what uh, Lu- I'm just going to call him Luca, like Doncic. What Luca does with this one because I, it does seem like he's more about the vibe and the style and the feeling in his films than a, than a super interesting plot or anything like that. And yeah, I thought I thought you might be. Uh, you said you haven't heard much about this, or you you're not up on it. Yeah, I'm not like prepared to talk about it, read up on it, but uh, I I've seen the trailer yeah. and I'm very interested. Yeah, well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to talk too much about it, I guess. Not having not being able to have seen it yet, anyway, but. I'm assuming you haven't seen the original, it sounds like. No, no, I haven't. Uh, I learned about the original when I saw the trailer. So it's not my favorite Argento or anything. I, I enjoyed it overall, I guess, but some of his other movies I liked more. A lot of his... So Suspiria is a little different, but a lot of his other movies are called Giallos. Have you heard this term? Uh, no. It's it's spelled G-I-A-L-L-O, I believe. It's a, it's a specifically Italian genre. Uh, it's basically like... It's kind of like a slasher as well, but it's like an Italian slasher. And actually, they they predated all of like Friday the Thirteenth and all those type of movies, Halloween and all that. Yeah, they're like late fifties through sixties movies. There's a director named Mario Bava who kind of preceded Argento and kind of like started it off a little bit, and then Argento became like one of the most famous ones doing them. So Argento is a film called Deep Red, which I recommend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a film called The. I think his first film's called The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which is pretty good. And these these giallos are they 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 have the slasher element where there's like a killer picking off people, but they're not super um, gory or anything. And they're more about the yeah, they're more about the vibe or like the fe- and actually I feel like these it, like I said before atmosphere. I was putting these ones in atmospheric. So this director Bob I mentioned as. A couple that are like gothic as well, like gothic giallos, like they take place in kind of like a castle countryside or something. But movies like this, actually, I find the most scary. I guess it might be hard to explain if you haven't seen the, any of them. But like, so, there's something about that type of vibe to a film that's more, I guess, or creepy at least to me than than some of these other more modern ones. Yeah. So I don't know. If- well, that's the thing. It's just like playing an expectation and just like creating tension by not fulfilling it the longer you can hold out before in a horror in a slasher when before somebody is murdered or in a ghost movie like the more times you can pan over the character's shoulder and not show the ghost uh is that what you're what you're talking about with these like the just the like suspension and and terror uh the the terror about like what might be coming yeah, kind of. I mean, a lot of it's the soundtrack, too, I think, in these movies. These specific ones I'm talking about, like, the soundtrack is just creates a creepy vibe where of tension as well. Something like a, a Hitchcock movie with a suspense film, the tension's more created. Or even, like, Tarantino or some of these, his movies, like, the tension's created by the situation more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with these movies, these giallos, like, it's... 
it's more about like i said the soundtrack the visuals i, I don't know it's like it, it's it, it creates tension in a more creepy way i guess than a more suspenseful way and i think that's the difference i don't know i don't know if that makes sense what i'm saying but yeah it sounds like i need to fucking watch the spear <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Suspiria is even different. It's not really as much of the slasher, I guess. Oh, I mean, people do die, but it, I guess it still kind of is. I would recommend watching um, Deep Red also. Okay. And um, let me see about some of these, yeah, for people listening as well. Ones that are really atmospheric are some of these ones by this guy, Mario Bava, B-A-V-A. There's one particular one. Some of these are an Italian dubbed and everything, like... Um, I wish I could find ones with subtitles for some of these. Might be preferable, but a lot of these one, these Italian ones are going to be overdubbed. That's one thing that's a major gap in my like horror knowledge is I never went and did like other cultures horror films. I mean, like aside from the like yeah. two thousand two to two thousand six boom where we were just like adapting other cultures horror movies like The Ring and The Grudge and etc. The The Eye, which was bad in, in english but like apparently a great <laughs> korean horror film yeah like i never went and did mid-century italian horror like 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 you apparently have yeah i don't know i just started getting in, in, interested in some of these all right so there's this one I'm trying to make sure if this is the right uh one because again some of these titles just don't <laughs> don't match up well with the movie <laughs> itself yeah, so there's a movie called Kill Baby Kill is the English title, which is not a good title. I don't, I mean, it's, no. sort of weird, it's a weird title at least. But um, I would recommend watching this one. It, it's, it like takes place in a village in like the early 1900s, I think. And it, it even this one does have a little more of the ghost element, or at least the villagers think there's like a supernatural element around. And yeah, so this one's actually more of a supernatural than a slasher, but... Yeah, for whatever reason, that like ones like this get me more interested, or they they they're more creepy to me and totally. more. But but yeah, so with this, um, yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up soon. I think you know we've been going a while here. I mean, I could talk movies all day, but um, if there's any, maybe I'm gonna look at this subgenre list here and see if uh, and just read down the line on some of these. If there's anything that jumps out, we want to talk about. So it's like an alphabetical order. It starts out with action horror. So it has aliens, predator on here, mm-hmm. uh, resident evil. It's like zombie movies, things like that. These are films. I like a lot of them, but I don't really care. I mean, the first alien, I guess is kind of a horror film. It's it as a setup of one, certainly. Yeah. And it's like, it's at, it's at parts really terrifying in a way that yeah. like they never get back again. As as a franchise, yeah. Well, because the 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 aliens, the direct sequel is essentially an action, which yeah. is also kind of interesting. Like that that's a that's for a different podcaster. But the alien franchise itself is so varied. It is pretty interesting how what happened with that franchise. Yeah. Um, body horror comes up next, so that you that's your David Cronenbergs. Uh, the the thing is listed on here. The thing I love. It's one of my favorite movies. But uh, I like the thing. But um, I wouldn't consider that. I mean, it is a body horror movie, I guess, if, if that's the specific subgenre. But yeah, it's more. Well, yeah, I guess that is a horror. I mean, see, I would never think to say that's a horror movie, but I, I guess it kind of is. I mean, a lot of people die horribly. Yeah, 
and there's like horrific things. I guess that's the horror part of body yeah, horror. Yeah. Like it's horrific what happens. Yeah, Cronenberg. I've seen some of his movies. I, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, even the ones I like the most of his are, are not really the body horror ones. Like History of Violence, I like, and Eastern Promises. Those aren't body horror. History of though. Violence is a great movie. I really like it. Yeah. Not but, a horror uh, movie though. No, but like ones like um, the. Uh, I mean, most of his movies are are this body horror thing, yeah, which isn't not my thing as much. The flies is not bad. Comedy horror comes up next, so I guess that's obvious. Like, uh, it has a uh, yeah, it has Army of Darkness, which is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of, one of the Evil Dead movies too. That's even less of a horror, I would say. Shaun of the Dead is, and then Holiday Horror. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, I guess this is like other non. Well, it does have Halloween on here, but it has like the Christmas horror movies, like a Thanks movie I've killing. never seen. Sorry? Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing is not listed here. I've never heard of that. Is that a Thanksgiving holiday movie or did you make that up? No, it's a Thanksgiving horror movie. It's okay. like a like a, a a purposely bad slasher. Continue. Right. There's something I this isn't listed here, but I've heard of a movie called like The Ginger Dead Man or something. I'm assuming <laughs> that's like a, a Christmas horror movie. I I Um but one that is listed that I've heard of is called Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think I actually have seen this credited as being the first slasher even before Halloween came out. Oh, okay. And I, I think there was, like, a thing about this. Like, it's like a Santa Claus killing people. He's, like, the slasher villain, mm-hmm. I believe. And there's, like, an infamous, what's the shit, you know, uh, two thumbs up, what's it called? Um, Siskel and Ebert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, like, offended by the movie, like, how horrible it is or whatever. And then it says horror adventure, which is like Jaws, King Kong. Like those are not horror movies. I'm sorry. Right. Horror drama has Mama is actually listed on here. Let the right one in. That's a movie I enjoy. That movie rules. Even the Americanized version of it is pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is is it? I, I heard it was basically the same. It's basically the same. It just stars Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, who I like, but the girl in the original one is good. Yeah, yeah, the, the Swiss one is good. Sometimes, it, it is a thing about subtitles sometimes, like I was saying, some of these jellos I wish were in subtitles, I, I might like them even more, because dubbing it, is clunky a lot of times. Yeah. And also, I do feel like I can, I sometimes can get into a vibe more, or get immersed more if it's, a, if it's actually a, a language I don't understand, you know. Low-budget horror is listed on here, I guess, like Blair Witch Project, which I've never seen, which... I, I actually love the Blair Witch Project. There's something about, like, the found footage, like, handicam situation that they do. I want to know everything that I can't see from, like, everything that's just off screen. I want to see it. Yeah. I guess that's another genre. I mean, it doesn't just pretend to horror that comes up a lot in it. The, The found footage thing is something I've never been into either, really. I actually am. But it's because they're all, like, always supernatural. Like, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it, yeah, it, seem, it seems hand-in-hand hand with supernatural somewhat. Yeah. Did you ever watch VHS? I haven't. That's an anthology film, right? Yeah, there are, like, four or five in each one. Um, and they're all, like... They all have one or two, like, really terrifying things. In the second one, there's this, like, cult situation where they're, like, trying to raise a demon. But, like, the... The bulk of the short film are just like people being brutally murdered, like in like directly in front of the camera, and it is really terrifying. 
right. So you recommend I watch that? Yeah, I, I definitely recommend VHS too. Is it the type of thing where like some of them are really good and some are really bad in the anthology? Or uh, some of decent? them are really good and some of them don't work. I wouldn't say that they were really bad. Okay. Oh yeah, found footage horror is a subgenre on here. Yeah, Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch. Yeah, Gothic horror is on here. That's so, like some of the ones I mentioned. Some of the giallos, like yeah, Toby yeah. the Killer's Gothic horror. Also, like classic movies like Dracula. I guess is obviously Gothic horror. Have you watched any of these like super old like thirties monster movies? Yeah, I've seen them all. They aren't scary anymore at all, obviously. But uh, important to know where you came from. Yeah, the uh, Nosferatu is one of the first movies ever made i think in general which is like a dracula i remember watching that in a film class in high school and like it was kind of creepy just how the guy looks is kind of creepy and like it's silent film and all that but but yeah i mean i I guess do you think people at the time were like super scared in the theater watching like the wolfman or these movies yeah i think so it's the same thing with I, i have the same thing with music but like we grew up with much scarier like thing much scarier movies that all learned how to be scary in to some extent from the movies that scared our parents. So, like, the movies that scared our parents, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, like, they're not going to scare us anymore, but we right. do owe them a certain debt. I went over most of the subgenres listed. Oh, Splatter Film is also on here, which is, like, it has, like, The Human Centipede, Hostile Saw. Oh, God. That's, that's a, a movies I do not like. Um, no, I'm not into those at all. And the difference... When I do like slashers and I don't like what they're calling splatter films, I guess, which I would call them like torture porn. Yeah. The difference to me is in a slasher, all right, yeah, you might get one cool death that's violent, probably a character that doesn't deserve it, whatever, but like then you move on. Um, It's not about just like focusing on this torture porn, you know, like one person getting Yeah, it's the lust for human misery that I just cannot get into. Yeah. A lot of people like them, obviously, because I think these movies do well also. They or they did made. for a time. Yeah. Are they still getting made as much? I don't know. It was In no. the mid-2000s, it was huge. I think we're kind of done with it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, oh, it'll come back sometime. Um, yes, and there's something called Cyber Horror now. Uh, Unfriended Friend Request. I've never heard of that movie. But. Actually, like there were some bits of Unfriended that uh, the, the work. Okay. It's basically a found footage film, but the entire thing is set online. They're all looking through the computer and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a movie recommendation for me. Not a horror movie at all, but um, but one that takes place mostly over a computer, which I just saw recently, which I liked a lot, was this movie called Searching. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't think that it would be any good, but people keep telling me that it is. With uh, it's a John Cho film. Yeah. yeah. It's um. Yeah. It's it's. I liked it a lot actually. Um. I I would recommend that. But again, not horror. Unless it, unless you're a parent, maybe you might find it, uh, more of a horror. But yeah, and then there's the last one on here is teen horror, which they don't even have any examples of on the thing here. But it just says a horror subgenre that victimizes teenagers while usually promoting strong anti-conformity teenage leads, appealing to young generations. This subgenre often depicts themes of sex, underage drinking, and gore. It was most popular in 1964 and 1965. So I don't... That's hyper-specific without having any examples. Yeah, holy shit. Also, they're just talking about ginger snaps. Yeah, well, I mean, it also could be a slasher, kind of. Yeah. Oh, 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 ginger snaps is... um. I've seen that, I think. Is it a Canadian movie? Yeah, it's not It's not really a horror movie. It's, like, about puberty kind of uh, yeah. subtext, right? 
uh, like um, werewolf thing, or is that what it, is that one is? Yeah, isn't it like the teenage the girl thing. turns into like a werewolf type of thing? Or they're hunting a werewolf together because they both want to die so bad. Yeah, oh, have you seen? We're thinking of the same movie. And uh, it, that movie reminded me of a movie I saw more recently as well, like in the past year, which I don't think is necessarily a horror either, but it, it might be considered body horror. Actually, did you see the French film Raw? No, no, I did not see that. I don't want to it's see on, that. I th- I believe it's on Netflix. Where I watched. Yeah, I, know I it recommend is. that one too. Okay, you, no, you're not in- thank interested. you. It's good. I liked it. Uh, I didn't like that, and I didn't like the one where the cute girl from that first Miranda July movie turns into a zombie, and, like, parts fall off of her, and she has to eat other human beings alive. Like, I I don't like... I don't like gore. Okay. But did you... I don't know what that second movie you're referencing is, but you, did, you didn't see it Raw, right? You said you No, I did not see it Raw. Okay, you're just not, in, not into that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's... It's not a... Exactly, a horror movie, I guess. But I thought it had some interesting stuff in it. Yeah, so is there anything else you want to uh, wrap up the the horror cast here with? First of all, do we have a better name than horror cast? I guess I called the Oscar one movies are relevant. A little takeoff on our Mr. Irrelevant, so I could stay with that, I guess. Yeah, sense. we can just call it that when we talk about movies. Movies are relevant. Movies are relevant horror edition instead of Oscar uh, 2017 edition. Tis the spooking season, my friend. Have you been watching Hill House? You couldn't have set me up for a better uh, transition into my plug than if, if I had told you about this, which I didn't. Uh, but good job. So I have a, a YouTube channel I've had for a little while now yeah, yeah. where I'm doing some TV show reactions. So, for example, I do a, a little uh, cartoon show called Steven Universe that's mm-hmm. popular with the youth. Actually, I think it's popular with... Um, Giant woman. Based on the fan base I have on this, it seems to be popular with... Uh, gay like 17 to 22 year olds but uh i also do uh peaky blinders a, a gangster uh, period piece show yep yep and i do uh, some anime I, I have anna monday where i uh react to an anime on monday do you do so, attack of the titan on that i do attack on titan I, I have done the newest season of that that's correct oh hell yeah i'm into that i'm into that nice i couldn't that's one i couldn't tell if you would like or not based on things you like but that certainly has some horrific elements super lit and i love it so much like human beings getting eaten alive by giant human being baby creatures like yes yeah there was have you caught up on the newest season of that Uh, i'm a bit behind all right there's one episode in the in the newest season which i did react to my channel is called drew's or it's called drew wilson my name but uh drew's views is is what i call my reaction so you can uh google that uh with a z on the end of both of them drew's views uh, but yeah, there's one Attack on Titan episode specifically this newest season where there's some very horrific imagery, I thought. But the point of this whole, other than to just plug myself in general here, I brought this up because I will have out soon a uh, reaction to the first episode of that, uh, what, what is that show actually called? Hill, uh, Haunting of Hill House? Yes. So I'm even, I might even do that reaction as soon as we get off this uh this podcast right here, I'm going to have it up by Halloween. So a little Halloween edition of Drew's Views for you. And uh, if I if I enjoy the first episode and I think it's worth reacting to, I might just do the whole season. If you enjoy the first episode and intend to watch the whole season, we should get together and talk about the whole season again. All right. So you've seen the whole thing already? Is it like an eight, ten episode? How many? It's ten, yeah. All right. And, you, and you, do you think it... Um, is a good show to react to because some shows you know they're good shows but they're not necessarily 
I think the the, good to react the to, spooks you know? are far between, but they are not few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so what makes something good to react to isn't just. I mean, with horror, I guess people want to see you getting spooked or. There's a lot of like too, family but... drama too. That if you're doing like an oh damn thing, like that could work for you. All right, cool. Well, you know me; it's a lot of dry, uh, dry, uh, sarcastic comments <laughs> yeah, yeah. and things. But yeah, Drew's views the channel. Check that out. Do you have any plugs you want to throw out there, uh, young uh, spooky? Uh, just this, and uh, keep my Dallas Cowboys in your thoughts and prayers. I know we're doing horror right now, but we don't want to get too scary. <laughs> Nothing too scary. We're not talking NFL right now. All right, so that's going to do it. Uh, please do subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound Network if you're not already. Um, like we just mentioned, football. I am, a lot of the uh, Most of the episodes coming out on this feed are sports-related, but we like doing these uh, movie stuff, too. Whenever Game of Thrones comes back, we might open up the Small Council podcast again. Who knows? And, uh, yeah, I think we should do some more movies RL and episodes soon. Like, this, is, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, this rules. I'm a, mo- I'm a movie guy. Let's do it. That's a young spooky there. Boo Ra- uh, Ra- Radcliffe? Boo Daniel Radcliffe? What is it? Yeah, uh, it's Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Wood, he's spooky. And uh, it's him over there in Brooklyn, Booklyn, and your boy Pod Boo signing off. Have a good Halloween, everybody. Yeah.